This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Does this music sound slower? Um, no? Okay, Are you slower? I, yeah. Okay. I'm loosening. That makes sense. That All tracks. Right. <laughs> the music pops on in my ear, and it's like, do, 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 do. What, I'm like, um, Whoa. what pills did you take before you walked in here? Apparently too many of them. Okay. That's apparently pill, what happened. Remember, one pill makes you small. That's right. Thank you, Grace. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a um, Ruskin sounds like uh, version of uh, Ruskin and Zach today. We'll see how long this goes. We'd well, be really funny if I disappear and then I reappear. That'd I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. We have to uh, we have to uh, load manage this responsibly because mm. if it goes, then I'm out multiple days. But if we can like get it to a point and then just like put the brakes on. Okay. Then we may, I may come back tomorrow. Okay. You see what I'm saying there? I see what you're saying. Right. Okay. I uh I I hate sounding this way, but I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And I'm not contagious, I don't think. I've never had a fever. Well, isn't that the sign? DQ was sick like two weeks ago. Then got me sick. Now you're sick. Mm. So let's, let's patient uh, zero yeah, patient in there. Zero in there in her little box. That is not my fault. How is it never your fault? Actually, you are the I'm classic lying. Gen Z. I'm lying. On Friday, I went to a Taylor Swift concert. That's why I ah, sound this there way. there it is. That's, yep, what, that's it. it. That's what I did. That's what I did. Huh. She's on tour again, you know. No, I just got back from, uh, where was that? Uh, Frankfurt. I was at that right. game screaming my right. tail off. And all the... Did you go to Kansas City? See another band? No, I did not. Okay. No. That would have been the story to tell, but um, I, didn't, uh, I didn't do that. All right. You can... Um, you have sun poisoning? I think I did. Maybe. Okay. I haven't been right since I spent five hours on that dock. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, something happened. I was changed that day. I don't know what it was. You became a man that day, I Derek. guess so. Uh, you, you crossed over the bridge into manhood. Right. Now I actually sound more like Scotty Farrell than uh, the... Uh, yeah. Well, the, I mean, either that or you choked me a burn through a carton of cigarettes. No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. The um, McClarty Daniel hotline is open, 866-285-4005. Great text. I can't imagine anyone want to hear me talk for the better part of five hours, but here we are. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you will. Uh, DQ, uh, we're getting some uh, questions about your uh, bingo calling. Oh, yeah. Let's start with Friday because we all had oh, a busy gosh. weekend. Uh, House Travel Advisor, who is apparently in charge of this little shindig, says you did a great job. I don't, I don't feel that way. Okay. I feel like I did a bad job. I didn't. One, I didn't know how serious people took bingo. That was <laughs> we that tried, was we my tried bad. to tell you about that. That was my bad. Um, and then I didn't. I forgot on certain. If you play certain types of bingo, like four corners, yep. you don't need to call every single letter. And so I called. I we played four corners, and I was like, I which isn't a corner. That's not a corner. No, I know. And so then they were like, they were like, oh, you don't need to call I. So I felt dumb. And then (laughs) they laughed at some of my jokes or like some of my. You went to the jokes. I didn't really like. I did say jokes that all came like naturally to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't just you know stand up there and tell. Did you do the pledge? No. Invocation. No. Star Spangled Banner. No. Oh, this seems. They didn't wow. make me do. Okay, but there was. No. Okay. Okay. 
Um, and sometimes, or no, they didn't think I had, I actually made one joke. I did one attempt at a joke where did it bomb? I, I called, um, like multiple ins in a row mm-hmm. and they were kind of near the same number. Uh-huh. So I said, Oh, these balls aren't shuffled very well. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> I was waiting too. I was waiting. Crickets. I was so excited to make that joke, and then no one thought that was funny. Yeah, you just and call him DQ. It's a, it's you got to read did, the room. I, you just yeah. you got to play it straight. And then um, eventually, <laughs> eventually yeah. there was there was an O sixty nine. Oh, hello, hello. And yes. my roommate's boyfriend. It was the first time I called this. My roommate's boyfriend cleared his throat really loudly in an empty room, or like a, not an empty room, a silent room. Oh, about had my, about had my dad on the floor uh-huh. dying, like he had never heard a, that type of joke before. That's pretty good. Oh wow! Yeah. I was wondering how that would be uh, handled because that is the great bingo joke is when someone draws 069. How many people giggle in the uh, in the room? Um, I felt like I heard a few giggles. I did see a glare from my roommate mm-hmm. toward him. <laughs> but my dad thought it was funny. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, as long as uh, Kenny and Elkins found it funny. Um, well, there you go. So, you, so you're going to do it again? You're going to be asked to do it again? If they ask you if back, you did okay. Me, yeah, I don't. I feel like they won't ask me okay. back. I feel well, like they will. One and done. You worked for free. Yeah, that's true. That is that is a good talent. I had fee. a good. I mean, I had a good time. What? How did they introduce you? Just out of curiosity. Local girl they done good. They didn't say Olivia. <laughs> yes! 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 <laughs> oh, they introduced you as DQ. Radio's DQ. Yeah. <laughs> about wow yes wow how'd you feel about that how did i that didn't make... like it why not that's your name that's who you are no did anyone clap well look i mean one point they quit calling him terry balea and they just call him hulk hogan oh, all hulk the time hogan. i mean exactly. this is the way it is I mean, come on it's uh it's what you it's it's who you are your public persona they introduced you as dq that's great the star of Ruskin and Zach. DQ. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Yeah, I wish there would have been a couple boos <laughs> mixed in. <laughs> or maybe afterward. Uh-huh. Well, that's outstanding. That le- is outstanding. I learned that um, uh, an outline is called picture frame. Mm-hmm. So there's big picture frame and little, little picture, picture frame. Little picture frame, yeah. yeah. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So wow. you learned something. Yeah. Got your first little celebrity endorsement deal going on. Bingo hustler. Good for you. Yeah. I did make some cheating jokes. Were they Michigan themed? No, I was just like, oh, this is the big prize. Um, I don't care if you cheat, if you want to really win. <laughs> uh, here's know. a text. DQ. Just like stupid comment. I just made like stupid comments, basically. Asides. Asides. Yeah, you were, yeah. You were just I keeping it light. Not jokes, just trying to. You're now eligible for discounts. You can Humorous name, observations. Right? Yeah. Ah, all right, I love that. I, I that that makes me happy. I feel like we've uh, we, we I feel like we've come a long way with you. So, 
No, you got to do like the 80s uh, movie. Sh- No. Like Hickory High? Right, exactly. <laughs> that hurt my hands. Um, yeah, I know. And we, boy, our, our rhythm was terrible. Well, I'm, I'm ill. I mean, it's in I the mean, DNA, I understand. Yeah, but, I, well, we're, not, uh, right. we're not We're not bred for rhythm. I <laughs> 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 don't know what we were bred for. All right. It's nine minutes after the hour here on Ruskin and Zach mm-hmm. on ESPN Arkansas. I have made a countless tuberculosis jokes over the last two days, which are probably not funny, but, you know. What? Well, I just, you know. The coughing and whatnot. I'm like, well, it's a cold. I've got the consumption here. I don't know what to tell you. That's what they used to call it, you know, consumption. I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah. but I don't have tuberculosis, and I apologize to to any of you who do who were offended by my remarks. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you get better real soon, and they'll, uh, you know, have to get one of those iron lung things. Are we still using those? No. Oh, we're not. No. Modern medicine has actually advanced in the last. Oh wow! How about that? Fifty years since they were using the iron lung. Yeah, modern medicine is advanced, but you ever watch one of these? Um, the music sounds slow again. Got something wrong with me. It's definitely you. Yeah. Wow. What'd you take? Um, I don't know, but the world is moving slower. Am I talking slower? No. Okay. Well, this is strange. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. As, as you could probably imagine, for um, Pittman's passive aggressive shots at Dan Enos, who is it was fun, isn't that great? It was it was it was the greatest plays we've ever called. Well, I mean, listen to this and tell me this isn't just a subtle just dart. It's not subtle. It's a left hook. It's as subtle as a kick to the batteries, as a my uh, broadcast partner over here would say. Listen to this from following the game on uh, on Saturday. He ran what we practiced. <laughs> Deal. We didn't run a whole lot of runs today, a whole lot of different runs, but we got back to the old stretch play that we were good at, we were been good at, and Rocket got some yards on it today. So there's two in there. One, we ran the plays we practiced, and then we ran the one play we run really well. Yeah, we we ran, ran that one because the last guy had no concept. No concept of, uh, well, you know, we practiced these plays, now but we're going to get the but, game and do something totally here's different. the thing I got to figure out is, okay, if – if that's true, if you're Sam Pittman, why did you let this go on for eight weeks? That is also I mean, a great... you are his boss. And you look at him and you go, this is what we're calling. Well, End of story. Well, maybe he brought it up a few times and nothing changed, and that's why let he had to you, have fired a guy. Let me ask you a question. We go, we get on the air, and Tommy doesn't like something we do. He comes in and goes, don't ever do that again. What do we do? We don't ever do it again. Well, sometimes. All right. Well, generally, that's, that's we, generally, we don't speaking, do it again. Yes. But um, but there are degrees, right? Like yes. I know when, like um, 
like with anybody, like whether it's your partner or whatever it is, like, you know, the filters of, okay, that's not very important versus, okay, that's one where I really messed up and shouldn't do that again. So, um, but the thing about you, you, that's a valid point on Enos. Why was he not corrected of this? Really? I mean, seriously, at some point, eight games into this, you got to go, dude, enough. Could it be that Sam just wasn't paying attention? It was like, wait a minute. No. These aren't the plays we were running all week. No. Why are we running them now? Can we, can we call <laughs> What's going on here? Call Kenny Guyton, Kenny G? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they, yeah. Get some Songbird out. Get Songbird out. Right. The official song <laughs> of the Wednesday night pizza buffet at Pizza Inn in Searcy, mm-hmm. Arkansas. Every night, every Wednesday night, someone would play Songbird. It was fantastic. Can I, can I do it now? I've waited. I was on the postgame show. Boy, I'm no. glad I wasn't. Um, you were hammered. I got an issue with some of y'all in a minute, but I told you. Oh, here he goes. I told you. I told you. You did. Did they listen? No, No. they didn't listen. 226 yards on the ground, 255 through the air. Balance. He's got balance. They ran the ball 47 times. Here's the other thing about. KJ looked like KJ. Here's the other thing about this game that's so amazing. It's like. He could have achieved like half of those numbers and they lost. And people go, well, you know, they look better. I'm encouraged to come back next week. He obliterated what they had been doing by leaps and bounds, making it so obvious what the pimple on the butt of this football team was for the first eight games. And it was the guy they fired two weeks ago. It was so obvious. These things don't play out this clearly at all in sports, but you can draw the line now. Why? Why were all these things happening? This guy. You could get those red. Uh, you know, get the cork board with the photos and the red yarn. I mean, it is easy he, to see what Kenny happened. Kenny Guyton's a totally different guy than Danny Enos, and somebody. Yes, he I, knows how to do well, the job. Well, I think some of it was the messaging. Um, and everybody that I talked to, and I said this on the Monday after they let Enos go, Kenny Guyton was a communicator, and that the players had respect for him, and he would be able to communicate what he needed to do. Trimming down the playbook 30% or whatever it was, as Sam said, hey, we're running, you know, XYZ. This is what we run well. Well, duh, that's what you do. If you- I've never seen an offensive coach that goes out of their way to run what they don't run well. Right. Well, but that's what we watch. Yeah, I mean, Joe, this, it was very Joe Craddock-esque <laughs> when uh, the, the thing that they were running for eight weeks. Now, I mean, okay, so you said it. Actually, I was driving home, uh, and you said it. All right, now, now you got a week. Yeah, and you had two weeks to well, get ready. True. You've got a week's worth of film. Let's see what it looks like this the week. The party's over. Well, not. I'm not saying the party's over, but okay. Kenny Guyton has to continue to evolve. Now they didn't run anything that looked vastly different than what they had been running for eight weeks. It just looked like the players were a more motivated, b a little bit had a little bit more juice, which was uh, I would have anticipated. I would have been stunned if they didn't that they, that they didn't play with a lot of spark. But man, KJ looked involved. The, the wide receivers, they were able to run the ball. The offensive line didn't didn't look hideous. It looked bad at times. They were getting beat up front still, but, man, give them credit. Man, that was a hell of a call to, to win the game. Uh, Bowden catches the thing in the end zone. Everybody walks off. Everybody feels good. You know, from what Chuck was saying this morning, I mean, the ride home was great. Everybody's in a good mood. Cool. All right, now you got to go do it again. Do it again. Now That's you got to right. go do it again, and, and if if – your goal is to get to six and six and get to a playoff game, man. That'd be a hell of a story. Or not to a playoff game, to a bowl game. That'd be a hell of a story. Now, um, here's another thing that I, I believe we can um, look at here is like you might have as your coach the greatest motivator of players since Houston Dale over there because Sam Pittman. I mean, 
he does the way he phrases this is so clear and so easy to just sit there and nod and go, yep, yep. You know, you ever you ever have a preacher that said something and you're like, you know what? That's the clearest way anybody's ever said that before. And you start, you know, nodding along. L listen to what, what, they, uh, what they said. I told them that you're either quitting or you're fighting. That's it. In life, that's it. And you're not doing maybe one or maybe the other. That's what you're doing. You're either fighting like hell or you're quitting like hell. I just was really proud of him. I mean, really proud of him. So every year in this month, he comes up with a thing that the players grasp onto every single time. I mean, it's he he deserves credit too because uh, he never lost these guys when it would have been real easy. Like I said on the uh, on the post game Saturday, it'd have been real easy after the last game for KJ to just be like, "Oh, oh I don't want back. This anymore, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm getting ready for the draft," and it just walk away. But uh, no, he didn't do that, and um, and that is a it, he. Pittman deserves credit for not losing the locker room. No, he deserves he, credit for that, and they, I don't know if he's getting enough of it. He might be good at this whole motivating players thing. I don't know if he knows when to call timeouts or, but you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday. Would you rather have a coach that makes a couple of gaffes in the middle of a game with the clock or when to go and all that stuff, but 99 times out of 100, the players will play for him? Because that seems like a pretty fair trade. You know, you're not, again, I, I, like I've said before on this, you're not going to find perfection when you're looking for one of these football coaches. There's always going to be something that doesn't work right. Billy Napier can recruit. He has no idea how to coach a football game. Okay, he doesn't have a special teams coach. That's a that's that's has, a problem. He has no idea how to run an organization. And here's another thing that Pittman's ahead of Napier on. Um, Pittman at least understands that he does represent the fans in some way, shape, or form. You know, he's always talking about you know a proud a proud state, and you know we want to perform well in front of our fans. Napier after the game. When he was asked about, um, you know, the, the people being upset, he's like, it's not my job to control those people. It's my job to coach a football well, team. Uh, no, it isn't. Not as the head coach. Not as the head coach. You're in charge of all of it. The marketing, the game planning, all of it. You'd, and he doesn't yeah, get it. Now, Pittman was having those moments during the streak, and I, and I get it. Man, you're in, a, you're in a locker room where you've just come out of a game. You're unhappy with the way it ended. You didn't play as well as you thought you were. You dropped a game. It really puts your job in jeopardy. I mean, I'm sure that there are discussions going on, you know, in Gainesville this week about whether he's the guy going forward. Give Sam Pittman and his staff a lot of credit, but if you're Sam Pittman right now, you need to step back. You need to step back, and you, you don't need to be the center of attention on this one. Let Kenny Guyton have his moment. Let the players have their moment because they're the ones that got you through this. If, you, if you're a true leader, man, let your guys have the glow. Yesterday, put it behind you. Start to get ready for Auburn. Auburn's a good team. I mean, they're not, they're not world beaters by any stretch of the imagination, and you, you get them at home. You win this game, man. You're back in the hunt to get to to a bowl. Well, it's got to come down to that game that's not a rivalry yet. Both sides tend to hate each other, but it's not a rivalry with Missouri. Now, both 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 fan bases hate each other's guts. Only only case in college football where this is true. Mizzou fans hate Arkansas fans. Yeah. Arkansas fans hate Mizzou fans. But it's not a rivalry. Okay. Come on. Now, I come want, on. I don't want to throw water on this because I think it was a it's a much any victory is a good victory. But you gave four uh, gave up four hundred yards to that offense and thirty worst defensive points. worst defensive game of the year, right? Okay, that's that's not great. No, that's not great. And you had guys come back, which yeah. is also troubling. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, I but, noticed that. But and they didn't tackle great either. But for the first time, your your offense bailed your defense out this year. Right. 
So, you know, that's playing complimentary football. Defense have played badly, but, you know, the, the points in the 30s, the 400 yards against that offense, that was a little concerning. However, they had 13 missed tackles. Yep, there's another. They and that, a great some, of that, some of that could be due to the week off. Um, you know, you play eight straight. With that. Some of that may just be, you know, hey, we haven't played in 14 days. Uh, but uh, overall, take it. Take any win in this league you can get, especially there, because you've never done it. Right. The first time you've ever gone down there and won a, won a ball game down there. Take it, run, be happy. Now, now you better you better bring that same energy on Saturday when Auburn yeah. comes to town because the dude on the other side of other side of the, uh, on the other side of the field kicked your ass last year. He did, and he didn't just kick your he out coached you in yeah. every way possible. That's right. That's right. Yep. And they haven't played well in Fayetteville all year. Even the Kent State game wasn't aesthetically pleasing to the fans. The fans weren't leaving going, wow. The fans I heard leaving were, well, the field looked beautiful today. Like there was it was not a it was not an aesthetically pleasing performance. Um so yeah, they uh, they owe the home people who pay a lot of money to get in that stadium. Um the, the, they owe them a, a good show on Saturday afternoon there. Just win the game. I don't care if it's pleasing or not. Just win the well, game. Well, win the game, but also, you know, you know just win the game. Make oh. it look good. Make, no, make no, people you know walk away. Yeah. There is and nothing, feel good. There's nothing better than, than walking out of there when it, with a win. I don't care what it looks like. You can play great and lose, Sydney. Uh, I know about you, Sydney. You're, you just want to look good. No, just, right. just you know what? Just get me a win. You right. get you get I a win look there. Good. You're four and six, and you've got a ch- you give yourself a chance. All right, let's uh, go to the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Sterling's up next. Hi, Sterling. Hey guys, that's five. Y'all deserve the big book. Hey guys. Y'all deserve big, big books. Uh, Ruskin said it when we hired Danny. You know, try to tell everybody. Try to, try to warn everybody. I wasn't listening. I tried to warn you. I tried I thought, to warn everybody. That's right. And uh, I didn't listen. I thought Enos might do. I mean, I, I remember what he did here when he was first time around. He, he made Brandon Allen an NFL quarterback. You know, he made uh, Austin a very good college quarterback. You know, that's the last time he beat Florida. He was on the staff. You know, uh, but you was right. I was dead wrong. And uh and that last week trying to tell everybody what was gonna happen. And it did. Uh Tommy Kraft, you know, he needs to give y'all a raise. <laughs> y'all Damn right. That'll never happen. Yeah, because y'all guys are right and right often. Uh and but I don't think it worth me. I didn't like I didn't like Pittman saying that about the play calling thing, even if it's true. Because <laughs> like y'all said before, I uh you're the head coach. You're the boss. This is not your wife. This is not your grandma. This is your offensive coordinator. You can tell him what to do. And if he don't do it, you should have got him out of here quicker. Yep. So with that being said, like y'all said, the great kudos for never losing the team. Team continue to play hard. The Rocket's back. And anybody says that Rocket was holding out, coming back to the NFL, and maybe he's not hurt. He's not rocket. He played. He played well. So you, you can tell something's wrong. I mean, he's not 100 percent rocket. You can tell that. It's a little hitch in his giddy up. Uh, so but I'm just glad he came back and played well. And you know, y'all guys were right about that. Y'all been right about a lot of things on your show. It's true. Just like your friend this weekend, <laughs> seven and four this week. Right at 50 percent on that game. On that game now. Now, now, 59.4 to be exact. Sterling. To be exact, 59.4. Sterling. What happened to the yes, Cowboys? Sir. What happened to the Cowboys? Listen, 
Yank played a hell of a game. Hell of a game. But, and I ain't blaming him for taking the set. I do blame McCartney for the delay of game. I do blame the officials on um, not in the, we told him that the man was eligible. We we we, we reported just because you're deaf. I, I I found out one thing about refs. They're not only blind; they're also deaf. <laughs> they can't hear. They can't hear when the guy reports that he's an eligible receiver. Without that's a terrible law. I was doing very well. I recovered that from the day until I talked to you. Uh, I was doing great. I was a great great move during this call, and you brought me back down. <laughs> He has a way of doing that, certainly. <laughs> a knack, some would say. Yeah. Y'all guys have a great day. All right. Thank you, Sterling. Appreciate it. Good to hear from Sterling. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you want? We got it all right. And by the way, I can't wait for this. At some point, one of these um, um, one of these people on one of these blogs, I won't resort to name calling because what good is that, I'll honestly? Uh, but one of these people on one of these blogs is going to come out with this Bafo Sacco um, 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 report that Sam Pittman will be back in 2024. Um, guys, that's already locked in stone. He can't finish below 500 now. Um, they owe him 17 million if they fire him. They don't have 17 million over there. So you can go. I'll tell you what. My sources are telling me, and my sources are the bank account at the foundation. My sources are telling me, and I am here to report that Sam Pittman will return in 2024. You can go ahead and put that on hitthatline.com. Why don't you? Andy, come on. I am reporting this with the only thing I'm using as a source is common sense. Sam Pittman will be back in 2024. He can't finish below 500 now. Getting rid of Enos was the first marker. You go, you win the game. Plus, it's not just 17 for him. It's three for Enos. And then you got to buy yeah. every, you got other buyouts. You got to pay the next guy. You got to pay the next guy. So, I mean, unless you're coming up with $25, $30 million. They don't have it. They don't it. have it. They so don't have it. He'll be there. He'll, he'll be really- back. According to my sources, he'll be back at 2024. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Thanksgiving dinner will be memorable this year at the historic Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in Hot Springs. Thursday, November 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Venetian Dining Room, you'll have a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required. Must have credit card to hold reservations. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items so looking forward to catching whatever it is that you have you're welcome 
and you will. Oh no, I, I'm absolutely and certain that I will have. My it wish is that will it'll burn down upon your house tenfold. <laughs> <laughs> is there any particular reason? I don't know. That's what have just, I done? That's what uh, that's what uh, the Lebowski says. Um, in uh, in the movie, mm-hmm. the Big Lebowski. Whatever comes upon me, ten shall... thousand sand that's fleas. Right. And that's right. Yeah. Your private areas. That's right. <laughs> Why you? <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to do that to me? I can't do it. Uh, it happens. My theory is if I can survive till five, I can just leave. And then Clay no, will be that's, here. No, no, that's You'll not. You'll have Clay and DQ. That, no, You'll have two fine. people to, to play with here. You'll be, be fine. It's going to be great. Um, but um, Oh, wow. But I can't. Uh, I don't know if I can make it that nah, long. You'll be fine. We'll find it's out. It's all in your head. No, it's all in no. my It's all in my lungs. No, it's, it's, in all, my it's all in your head. <laughs> it's all in your head. Now you sound like Crispin Glover. <laughs> By the way, yesterday, um, the 38th anniversary of uh, Marty going back in time, November 5th. The, the rhythmic ceremonial ritual. That's right. Kids, the kid and I watched it yesterday. Was uh, very excited about that. Got a, yeah. got in some uh, some Back to the Future yesterday. Real busy Sunday around my house. I was watching Wrath of Khan for a little bit. Why? Because it was You're not on. a Star Trek guy. I like Wrath of Khan. It's not Star Trek. The first, some of those movies are fun. The motion picture sucks. You got to be on a lot of drugs for that movie to be good. Okay. Then they got it right with two. It's probably the best. Wrath of Khan. And three's pretty good. Four's good. And then five's weird. Shatner directed five. It's mm-hmm. totally pomp- pompastic. Pompastic? Whatever. I don't know. Is that know. a word? I'm drunk. I don't know. And then uh, six is all right. Then the rest of them don't count. Okay. These new so ones I, aren't bad. What, the ones J.J. Abrams did. Well, if you get to five, you've run, you've run the course. Yeah. Because, I mean, every great franchise after about four or five is just not worth the time. Well, six, they brought back the director of two. That's why it was good. And it had a good story. It moved along. Uh, somebody killed the chancellor of the Klingons, and nobody knows who did it. I use Rocky good. As, my, uh, as, as my franchise thing. By one, two, three, and four are all watchable. One and two are fantastic. Three is great. Uh, four... Four's fine. Star Trek Five stinks. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You get to about five, and that's I mean, it. Spock's got a half brother. I mean, come on, yeah, what, what are we doing here? Uh, from another mother. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Anyway, you know, Kirk is climbing uh, uh, El Capitan and yellow in uh, in uh, Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, what are we doing yeah, here? It's it's just it's it's Stupid. not for us. It's not for right. regular people. Piggy Small says, "I sound like Danny Nose's offense." Yes, if Danny Nose's offense could make a sound, it would sound like. The- <laughs> so here's there my go. That's this what it is sound my like. question. Yeah, uh, we have you and I have an engagement to go to later tonight. Right? Yeah. Are you going to make it? I'm due for some more meds right before the engagement. Do I have to pick up your fiance? No, I'm. I'm I got to go home. Got to get her. I got to get the drugs, mm-hmm. and then I'm. Now is she supplying? Is she your dealer? Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. we got the, we got a plan stuff. cooked up here. I like the way you two work. We got a plan cooked up. You here. don't speak, and she does all the thinking. This is. I'm, yeah. this, I feel like this is a good thing. DQ, are you on board with this? Yeah, that sounds good. You playing pickleball tonight? It's like 80 I have degrees my outside. First basketball practice. Oh tonight. no! You won how many games last year? I don't remember. Not honestly. many. Not many. A winning coach would remember. Oh, exactly. we were twelve and five. Yeah. Last That's right. Year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I know it wasn't on the positive side. Okay. DQ uh, uh, abandoning us Saturday to get into the uh, local babysitting club. Yeah. Which is a tough I club babysat. to get into. Yeah. Saturday night. What? Yeah, yep. I went. I babysat on Saturday night. How old were the uh, children you were sitting? When did? Why did I not know about this? I don't. You were drunk. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Five and two. Ooh. 
Ooh, did you have to change a diaper? No. Well, that's good. That's all right. Well, that's a step in the right direction, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Congra- it was, how'd it go? It was good. What'd you get an hour on that? Uh, it was good. That's not what I asked. It was asked good, especially got. since they go to they go to bed, or I made them go to bed. Oh yeah, it's party time, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, Abner would. <laughs> this is a hell of a callback. Uh, Abner would like to know, DQ, are you going to pee in the middle of practice, or are you going to wait till it's over? <laughs> No, you did have that incident. Oh, no. You went there, Abner? Yeah, that's rude. That's very bad, Abner. That's very wrong. Abner, you know what? Go to the penalty box. (laughs) That is uncalled for. DQ, they never forget. None of them Abner, we don't bring up the time you wet your pants, all right? How dare you? Well, you know, DQ was in high school. I wasn't wasn't high school. Abner was 35. What's the difference? (laughs) Well, 35, you could actually just pawn it off on old age. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are the? <laughs> this is a great question from Brian and Prairie Grove. What do what do your players call you? Uh, Olivia. Mm. Sometimes their parents listen, so sometimes they'll... is this a whole new crop of children? No, it's not. Same um, group? Okay. I just can't remember specifically which ones called me. I my love. Name. I I love that. I think that's awesome. It was a little bit of mixture of both. Coach Q. No. Fine. Our athletic. Uh, or uh, the peewee coordinator doesn't call me by my real name. <laughs> I don't know if he knows what it is, if I'm being completely honest. That's awesome. That it has uh, it has infiltrated every area of your life. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I should drink some of the holy water and see what happens. Don't yeah, see that. what happens. Yeah, don't yeah, that's probably a bad idea. But okay. you know what? Give it a shot. Uh, Brad Rogers wants to know if the trash panda can be DQ's assistant. Trash panda is well, busy. Well, I am technically the assist. I would say I'm technically the assistant coach. Oh, you're not the head coach. Oh no. Who is? My friend Allison. Okay, so she took the losses. You're just on the bench. No, I mean we're both like we both do all of the things together. Uh huh. Are you like the top assistant? Meaning, if the head coach gets run, you'd be the yeah, you're in charge. The lead assistant. Yeah, yeah, okay. Or are you like Todd Lee and not in charge of anything? No, it's just we're... us. It's just the two of us. Okay. Oh, there's two. Okay. It, yeah. So there's no like parents helping or anything. Our first year doing it, there were parents that were kind of helping, but now it's just us. Okay. Okay. Who is the special advisor to the head coach? <laughs> you have a scouting director, all of that stuff. <laughs> Who is the special assistant to the head coach? The only thing missing from this, uh, we're making fun of the size of right. the Arkansas basketball staff, for those of you that aren't <laughs> catching along here, um, or catching on for that matter. And how many? The of them, only thing missing on here is assistant to the regional manager. How many uh, the, How many of them bear your last name? Um, I've only ever had one that's had the same last name as me. And I'm talking I, about on your staff, because the ne- Nepo babies. You know, maybe this can I get a special assistant oh, job? No, sometimes, Brian though. Brian Ferentz. Right? Sometimes, though, we call my my high school basketball coach to to see what she thinks. Uh-huh. And does she go, who is this? No. Wow. All right. Okay. So you would take over if the head coach got thrown out. Yeah. Because there's only, you're the only one. Which I don't know. I don't think that'll ever happen with us. Do you have a sign stealer? Yeah, you got to have that. No, but I'm considering getting one. Okay. Did you see what the University of New Mexico did? No, what God bless the University of New Mexico. They they did it during their game on Saturday, third quarter. 
They put up a special oh, yeah. welcome. I did see this. to Connor Scallions, and then it just said probably. probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Oh, well, he uh, he did the act of the noble samurai and fell on his own sword over the weekend and resigned from uh, Michigan. Here's how I know that I'm surprised by where this thing is real fast. And then I want to talk about another um, um, college football story that's um, that's pretty exciting. And that is um, we're about to find out the dirt Alex Grinch has on Lincoln Riley. Because Lincoln Riley actually fired Alex Grinch, which is hard to believe. But here's how I know this thing has taken a turn with Michigan. Is that um, Michigan is now saying, well, let, let's wait before uh, we, we do any uh, any penalizing here. So that's basically an admission of guilt. But they're like, can we just wait until well, all the evidence legal comes out? Action now, if if action is taken against Jim Harbaugh for right. the for this, which is which is you know part of the playbook, that's fine. Um, they did it, okay? They did it. Yes, they're telling us they did it. They're just you know throwing themselves on the mercy of the court now to uh, not get you know they did it. a big penalty. Here's, here's now it comes down to can you prove it? One thing to know they did it. It's another thing to be able to prove it, and that's where we're headed now. With the University of Michigan, right? Yeah. The um, did you see the um, handshake with Harbaugh? Yeah, that was icy. That was a flyby. <laughs> it was an absolute flyby, and I don't know what their history is. That was well. I mean, he's probably like every other coach. He's 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 mad because the guy cheated. I mean, come they on. Did. They, they they did. Now you got to see. Now here's the other thing: is you've got to be able to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt in order to get the suspension that you want. Now here's the the interesting part of this is they had a conference call last week. All of the all of the Big Tens lined up against Michigan. Right. It is in the Big Ten commissioner's hands now to deal with this, and he better deal with it the way they want because fourteen of your teams hate this guy right. and want him out of the league for doing something like this. You know, I I think it's a fireable offense personally, but that's not. Well, I, the that's league the way I can't tell a school to fire a coach. No, they can't, but they can suspend him indefinitely if they wanted to. Just, you know, when is he? When is he? Un- it's well, like when I got grounded back in the day. When am I ungrounded? When I feel like when it. When I feel like <laughs> it. And, and usually, if you're an annoying child, um, it was a couple of hours because you just annoyed them to the point where they were like. But here's the thing: like the damage is already done. They've already got the reports on the on the rest of the opponents on their uh, on their schedule. They've already got the intel. So the only way is to just not play the games. But they're not going to do that because you think the Big Ten's going to walk away from the ratings bonanza no, of no, Michigan no, no. and Ohio State oh, this no, year? No, no. no, of course that not. game. Where is, where is that game being played? Is it at, at Ann Arbor? It's at Ann Arbor. Uh, that that game's going to be one of the most closely watched football games ever. But what we're finding is every team. They, this didn't just happen in the last twelve you, months or eighteen months. They've been doing this for years. Yeah. under Harbaugh. You know, you can't you can't guarantee the integrity of these contests. So the right thing to do would be to just not play these games and have Michigan take L's. But that's not you, the you profitable thing yeah. to do. But it's the right thing to do. Well, I mean, if you can't judge what it's legitimate or not, then how can in, you contest the game? In true show business fashion, they're going to take this to, the, to the, uh, the, the, Michigan, the Ohio State game, possibly the Big Ten championship game, and then they will take action. Because you, you're right. I mean, they want to play those games. That is a bonanza. Having Michigan and Ohio State possibly, you know, play for, uh, you know, play for a right to go to the uh, the Big Ten title game. Oh, no. As the champions of the leaders' division. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. It really is. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. But it, it, it at least feels like something may happen here because uh, Michigan is like, oh, please go easy on us. And instead of we deny all wrongdoing. No, they're like, yeah, please, you know, can you can you use the paddle at half speed? Not a full wind up, please. Thank you. So that that yeah. told me a lot there when yeah, they uh, they got I, over I that and that and over. I weekend. think Michigan's in they're in a tough spot, and I think for them you hunker down and just do your thing. At this point, what's done is done. They're going to dig up what they can, and uh, and and the punishment will eventually come. Now the other thing that happened this weekend hmm. is uh that USC defense was hot garbage, and they finally got well, rid of Alex. Washington Grinch. wasn't much better. Um, but there's a couple of things that came out of that game. Number one, Alex Grinch got canned, and I'm I will put I will put it out there. If Brian Ferentz and Iowa played USC in football, would Iowa score? It's my first question. Twenty one points. Two in the and, first quarter. And I have made absolutely no I, I do not hide behind the mask that I hate the University of Southern California and I hate the University of Michigan. But Caleb Williams going into the stands and crying with his mom was one of the most horse bleep things I've ever seen. This is a clown who, when Max, what was his name, the kid from uh, TCU last year? Yeah, Max Duggan. Duggan, whatever his name is. He goes up on the podium after getting routed by Georgia. And Caleb Williams retweets a thing with a big clown thing. And, you know, it's like, whatever. Man, don't, don't go into the sense. That was purely for show. I'm, I, if you, look, if you're a Chicago Bears fan and they take Caleb Williams, you're setting yourself back 15 years. He sucks. Um, I'm not a huge Lincoln Riley fan. That, the, the Bears that are set so far back; it's almost pre-Bears. It is, yes. They're the Chicago Staley. That's right. That's how far back they are. Being founded in the um, car dealership in Canton. I, I cannot stand USC and anything about them. And Caleb Williams, you you can you can go. The biggest mistake well, he made was leaving Oklahoma. I love that um, the uh, two programs at the center of that divorce, USC and Oklahoma, with Lincoln Riley, are are both trash. Because of OU, all you had to do is beat your little brother one more time. But no, now until the end of time, they got the last one over you. Guys, give Mike Gundy a lot of credit, man. He spent 12 months rallying. Well, Mike Gundy entire- is, a, is a much better coach than Venables. Venables, I'm not a fan of Venables. Not a fan. Mike Gundy, he, he played it perfectly. It was understated. You know, he was he built up the the thing all week long. Then he went out and won the game. Yeah, and give him a lot of credit. Now you got to go over there next year. No, they're done. They don't play anymore. No, 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 no. Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas goes over there. Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah. Um, well, that's that, week two. I'm just saying, all the bugs will be worked out week one, Zach. Oh, I'm, yeah, I forgot. I'm just, good yes, for, it's gonna be fine. Good for Mike Gundy. He's been there forever, and he keeps winning big games. You know, he, I think he's now four fifteen and one against. Uh, Against Oklahoma, but the one they're going to remember is this. One. That's right, and you can never they can never, never change take it. it away. They Dude. can never change it, and that makes me very happy Good because you know I mean, there's a lot of uh, people who um, um, love to. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the great moments in my life. We had some event at um, at the casino over there one time, and it was um, it was after the OU OSU game, and it was the year OSU won. And you see, like, it's as quiet as a casino's ever been. Because you've got OU fans walking around like zombies. Because yeah. they don't know what just happened. And um, 
and all you could hear are like the bells and like you know sirens going off. There's no buzz at all yeah. from the people. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Being someone who hates Oklahoma, as I do, so it was uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a, that was a fun one to watch, and yeah, man, good for them. Good good for Oklahoma State. I hope it was quiet like that um, Saturday after the uh, the Bedlam game. So there you go. All right, there's a uh, there's a run through uh, college football here on Ruskin and Zach on ESPN Arkansas and on hitthatline.com. Um, Abner likes my new voice. Okay. It's easier to tell who's talking. <laughs> that I, is fair. I did get told that. There was a listener that stopped me. He's like, I can't tell you two apart. I'm like, really? I thought it was pretty easy. Yeah. Now I guess, you know. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! All right, we have Clay Henry standing by now um, with us here every Monday at five I mean, o'clock. I go commando a lot. So underwear is kind See, of you, know, you can't play those. You can't play that. It's gonna it's gonna throw me off and think that he's talking when he's not talking. <laughs> Hi, Clay. Good afternoon. This is me now. This is live. This is not Memorex. <laughs> this, is not, this is live, That's Clay. Right. Yeah, actually, it's four o'clock. That's right, right. Where so, you are? Yes. So That's why right. are you chasing reindeer today? I chasing reindeer. What were those uh, things? They're elk. Did you shoot them? No. I mean, it's not the – first of all, I'm in the city limits of Loveland, and they're protected. They're a protected herd. You can't shoot them. Do and they know that? On the golf course. Yeah, they know it. Okay. Because, I mean, they got to know it because they don't – don't, golfers walk right in the middle of them, and they don't move. So that doesn't happen up in the mountain because I know. I didn't see a one up there. Um, I think they come out of the mountains. That the, This is called the Carter Lake Herd. And I'm at Jeremiah Gage's house. He and Ginger are in Europe, and we're uh, on an anniversary trip, and we're keeping seven-year-old White for a week. Oh. And so we uh, we live, or I say we, we are in the subdivision at Mariana Butte, which is on the road. It's on the Big Thompson's on the road to Estes Park, you know, west of Loveland. And there's a golf course inside this subdivision, and the, the elk are – are welcome there apparently. Interesting. You know, I mean, it's they're just like if you go out to Lost Springs and you see 
you know, Canada goose everywhere. That's the same thing. You know, no, no, hang on. you got to be careful. Derek and uh, the geese have a very love-hate relationship. Yeah. They don't have, like they, him either. Well, he atta- like they him attack either. him. Yeah, well, the, the elk don't do that. And we were going to go up, Wyatt and I were going to go hit golf balls. For his birthday, I get, gave him a set of golf clubs. So we were going to go up and hit golf oh, balls nice Saturday. Yeah, he's like, he's like, what's like my grandson? That we're, you know, we're not. I'd be not, your grandson. I, I need some new clubs. Yeah. <laughs> You're not my grandson. But could I? But these Can I apply the, for the job? These are, these are the U.S. kids clubs that, you know, that are, you know, the right length for him. And he is really good at it. I mean, he can he can pound them. We went up there, and the range is closed because there's 300 deer out there. Mm. I think they shoo them off the course. They'd rather be on the oh, range. Ain't nobody shooing an elk off a course. If the elk wants well, to go, he goes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably true. But uh, you you can make them uncomfortable. Now they have fences around the greens because that's the you know. And it was really funny. We went down the putting green. I told uh, I have to remind Wyatt. You know, when he hits a putt, he wants to run to hit the next one. Right. Like, no running on the putting green. Right. And he looks at me, and he goes, he's, he says, look. And I look down, and there's there's elk print everywhere. And he goes, did the elk run? <laughs> fair fair question. Pretty wow. good. Pretty, yeah, pretty fair good question. for a seven-year-old. That is yeah. a sharp response. Clay, I've yeah. got a journalism question. So I was like, if you want to run, run. Clay, i got a journalism question for you. Yes, sir. As, as uh, the senior – journalist in the state of Arkansas. Um, the Gannett, the uh, the newspaper outfit, has hired a full-time Taylor Swift reporter. Um, at, with your vast writing background. And Deke, you didn't get that job. We encouraged her to apply, but she didn't feel like um, she was qualified, and, and maybe next time. Oh, uh, she's definitely qualified. They hired a, a young man named... Uh, she's named, a poli-sci major, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they hired a young man, 35 years old, out of Arizona to be a full-time Taylor Swift reporter. My question to you is this. Is if you did, I don't know, a couple of months' worth of research, you could cover Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> I, I, not maybe not I, want maybe, to, want, yeah, not well, want no, to, but th- th- yeah. you could. Well, I can, I've, I've covered everything. What's, the worst, mean, what's well, the worst thing you've had to write about? Um, like, I had to write features for two weeks. On the Bowling Congress. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no. What's the Bowling Congress? Well, like they put like 24 lanes in the Civic Center in downtown Tulsa, and they had bowlers 24 hours for two weeks. Every lane was – I had to go over there and find features. Oh, no. From the newspaper. Why? I, well, that's a good question. Okay. So I will say the other oddity – and, I mean, we – there's like 10 of us on the staff at the Tulsa World back in the 80s. And I was the golf writer in the summer, spring and summer. And I got the gig of covering the Masters. I don't know how exactly, but I got to go, you know, several years running. I was I was there the year Larry Mize chipped in. On oh, Expo nice. Hall. 87, yeah. I think, I think that was. Greg Norman or yep. something. Yep. Yeah, 87. And so I get home on uh, Monday afternoon and I check the schedule for the week. I've got to cover the dirt track races on <laughs> Friday night. We at called the them chi- the go round at the Chili Bowl. I guarantee. No, this was this was yeah, it was yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Chili Bowl is actually yeah, kind of cool. No, no, no. This was north of town. This okay. was actual outside. You know, in the spring, that that's that would be more fun. They pour coke on the banks. You know, so that the to give it tack. You know, so that the tires don't. But the dirt track, I guarantee you, I was the only one at the Masters. 
you know, covering that event that when they got home had to cover dirt track. I guarantee you, there was <laughs> nobody else that did that. Oh, that was just wow. kind of a. I'm sure the 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 executive sports editor he was just trying to hey. This is reality. You're back. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I've, I've got more questions for you. Uh, how big a pain in the ass was Abe Lemons? Ah. He, he was. He, he, he tried was, to fight the he students. He was bipolar. He tried he to bi- fight the students. Yeah, he did. He wanted to He wanted to cause a ruckus. I mean, he, you know, I'll never forget, you know, they had the game in Fayetteville. It was like an 11 a.m. game um, for probably Jefferson Pilot or something like that. And Daryl Walker and Jim Crevax, the guard for Texas, kind of squared off. Nothing really happened, but there's a lot of players shuffling around. And in the post game, you know, Abe said that Daryl threw a punch, you know, and, and and landed it. And so everybody's writing their stories. And you know, then I guess it it got word back to Eddie. Abe accused Daryl of that, you know, and it was going to cause a big stink, you know, that he had in the middle of the Southwest Conference race, you know, like this is a guy that decked another player. But it was so much commotion. It's like, well, you know, we, we weren't sure. And so Eddie, about an hour after everybody had gone, invited uh, reporters up to the conference room, and he puts up the puts on the coach's tape. And Daryl and Jim Crevas, they were like 10 feet apart. That's as close as they ever got. <laughs> and you know, it was – I think that was the beginning of the end for Abe. I mean, he – he, you know, it, it was like you just made that up. And, you know, and he's like, no, he hit him. No, he hit him. No, he, I mean, nothing like that ever happened. But uh, I covered Abe when he was head coach at OCU, Oklahoma City University, which happened twice. And he, he was interesting. That's all I'll say. Um, but it, he he liked – to cause controversy and he you know of course he had great quotes like you know like his best player would score zero points and he'd say well he scored the same as a dead man you know <laughs> stuff like that i mean those are great lines you know and and then i think it was it was abe that's you know after one of the games in fayetteville and he's like i get to go home everybody else has to stay here you know like that that kind of stuff you know which is just moronic um <laughs> guy could coach and then there was, uh, you know, he didn't like Eddie. You know, like they get late in the game, you know, and there was no shot clock. And Eddie put it in the deep freeze, you know, the four corners. Mm-hmm. And and then the game was over. I mean, that, that was, you know, if he had a five-point lead and three minutes to go, he just put it in the four corners. And that infuriated Abe because he did it to Texas several times. So they played in the finals at the Southwest Conference Tournament. I believe it was in San Antonio. And Abe came out and ordered his team not to shoot. They passed it 39 times on the first possession. And the game ended up being like 39 to 38. Arkansas won. But he thought that was, you know, that was hilarious that he, you know, that he put the game in the deep freeze to start. And everybody's just sitting there, what is this? I mean, they didn't even look at the basket, you know, for like like three or four minutes. Arkansas's playing man-to-man, chasing them around. I mean – they, you know, they might even get a chance to go shoot a layup, and they dribble it out. You know, it's like, n- no, this is this is not the, the way to play basketball. And even the Texas people were like, he's gone too far. He's wow. crazy. Wow. Bipolar is what I always thought. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, there, I, there could be some really entertaining moments, and then there seem to be some moments. Is like, man, he's he's gone off the deep end. I, I have a copy of the '82 game where he went into the stands. 
and was trying to fight the kids oh, in, yeah. the, in the front row, and Scott Hastings is pulling them. You know, it, it was just one of those weird things. Dude was just nuts, and I don't know why he's thinking about it. I, I, I watched it a couple days ago. Did but yeah, somebody ask him about yeah, someone texted about this. Yeah, that's how we got on this topic. I think. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's just it's it's just one of those deals. He, yeah. he, dude was nuts. He he tried to to mess with me once, and um, y'all know my mentor was Bill Connors, who was the you know the late sports editor of the Tulsa World. Just a great man. I mean, he's in every Hall of Fame you can be in. And when he went in the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame, he invited me to come and sit at his table. I'd, I'd already started Hogs Illustrated, so I drove to Oklahoma City and was his guest and sat with he and Nita Connors, his wife, and Abe, who was in that, that Hall of Fame, was at the next table. And I'm sitting there next to Bill, and he starts hollering while they're serving dinner, Hey, Razorback! You know, and I, you know, I look around, and he's obviously, you know, trying to heckle me. I don't know. I mean, for what? I don't know. And finally, Eddie, who's just, you know, really classy, walked over and said something in Abe's ears. And Abe got his face turned red. I don't know what he said, but Abe didn't say a word for, you know, like the rest of the night. And, I mean, and, and it, you know, Abe also knew, you know, uh, y'all may have heard this before, but Bill Connors and Eddie Sutton were roommates at Oklahoma State. So they were really close. Eddie was there, too. So he didn't probably like that. Um, I'm talking about Abe. What what is what's the Abe Lemons what what what's happened? Nothing, nothing. I, okay, I, I didn't know I, how, I, why they brought all that I, up. I, yeah. I happened to watch the game the other day uh, where he went into the stands, and I was just sitting there going, you know, this guy, dude, was insane. And you know, you say you know bipolar or whatever. It just I don't know. You were the perfect person to ask because yeah, you know he, I, I, mean, I was he nine. Could really coach, and I, I mean it, you know he would have what I would think was not near the talent that you know some others. You know, like Gerald Myers and and uh, Shelby Metcalf, and even you know Eddie Sutton, but their teams would be good. But it it was, you just never knew when he was going to just kind of fall into the deep end. You know, just and you just do something. It's like what is going on? <laughs> and you and you're that was one of the one of the times. So well, while we're on uh, basketball, another uh, basketball season gets started in a little while over at Bud Walton Arena. For the Razorbacks, Alcorn State, who is not a uh, bottom feeder by any stretch of the imagination, they won their league last year. They're picked second two this year on Blue defending, Ribbon. Two-time defending SWAC champs. Yeah, right, right. And it's uh, I'm I'm always intrigued now. Now that I kind of know how the lay of the land with uh, with Musselman, like you know, we're in the experimental phase here of getting you know tinkering around and lineups and comp- combinations and and all that stuff. So it's it's always kind of fascinating to follow along with these uh, with these early games to see the uh, the scientists at work, I guess. Yeah, it, it was. He he mentioned it after the game with uh, Purdue that both teams played for to win, and their substitution patterns reflected that. And but he'll play games over the next month. Obviously, not you know when they play Duke or or go to Atlantis for that tournament. Where he's gonna he's gonna see what guys have got, and he's gonna he'll prove to them and to the team who deserves to play and who who's gonna sit. Because I just can't. I mean, he may have nine or ten that that could be in the rotation, but we all know he's just not gonna do that. He he's gonna they're gonna run sets in situations where his he's gonna have a core group, 
but this will be a time when, when he looks at everybody. Um, and um, it's their chance. You you prove it in games. And he, he probably already knows the way they've charted practices and the, the practice that I watched. He, he you know, it was very clear that, you know, he, he was identifying every flaw. Um, you know, if a guy did something, he stopped and explained it just so they knew that, hey, that's, you know, that's that was an error there error in what we're trying to do or an error in judgment and he he knows which guys that that he trusts to play you know in a in a for real game that they know the other team's capable we always say in mid-january is when you can start drawing some conclusions about kind of the way this this thing's going to go and you can start making some real assumptions about you know where they are when do you start looking at things i mean alcorn state probably isn't a physical match for them they'll they'll sort of overpower them unless things just get haywire. The Duke game is obviously going to be one of those benchmark deals. But when do you start going, okay, I can start making some real clear uh, conclusions about this? Um, when they go on the road in the SEC. Right. When when they play a road game in the SEC, that it's, I mean, you know, there were people that told me, well, Purdue's got a great chance to win. And, the, and the, they did. But you're going to win – you know, 90% of your games at Bud Walton. I mean, it's just not – there's not going to be many times when you expect Arkansas uh, to not be the favorite, not not win it in that arena. But when you go on the road in the SEC, officiating is – you know, it, it's different. It's tighter. Um, you do not get open shots. You you're you have to make your free throws, and you have to shoot it. And, I mean, if you remember, they – a game that really haunted them as the season wore on. They went to LSU early last year. Might have been the first game of the conference season. And they shot like 19% in the first half. And that's, you know, the, you're not going to win those games. And they, they, you know, they were a lot better than LSU, which they proved later. But it's, it's, uh, that's when you kind of see what a team's got and what their strengths are. If they can go on the road and control tempo and make shots. I mean, you just you just don't get many layups on the road, and it's just tougher to shoot. This team looks like it can shoot. They look like they. I mean, it was almost an anomaly when uh, they missed a couple of free throws, uh, you know, to start the overtime because they were the, the net didn't even move on most of their free throws. And I, I mean, it doesn't matter whether they're big guys or little guys. They they all can shoot free throws, and they all can quote shoot. Yeah, I'm talking with Clay Henry here. You drive home. Is powered by Mr. Sparky on Ruskin and Zach. Um, what did you think of the football game the other day? Well, it's like a lot of the others. It's, it was entertaining um, and uh, enjoyed watching them play. And it was clear that they had pared down the offense and, and you know, they were calling plays that they thought would play to their strengths. And it was – it was also clear that in the second half, they enjoyed playing with five wide and making uh, Florida play with a light box. In other words, three or four linemen, two linebackers, four linemen, one line. you know, where you got everything kind of cleared out and, and your linemen didn't have guys flashing in front of them, you know, like blitzes, like a nickel and a safety because they are all having to play wide because they threw enough of those little outside screens to make them play honest out there. They had to match up and put five guys out there. And 
it was a lot of the Kindle Browse stuff. You know, it was, um, you know, everybody screamed for the last year and a half, two years, that Browse left the middle of the field open and the tight end is not being used and everything is thrown to the boundary. Well, guess why? It's so that the middle of the field is open for KJ to scramble. And that's what he did. I mean, it, you, you get you run those patterns all to the outside. Well, all at once the safeties are outside the hash, and you drop back, and you've got them where they can't blitz, and KJ's going to look and see if anybody's uncovered, and he's going to take off, you know, through the A gap, and that's what he did, and it it, it puts you in a bind. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people worried that they've lost tight ends. Well, I think they can play without tight ends. They want to. They can play five wide. And now you get on the goal line, you got to have a tight end because the safeties are going to – there's – you don't have to be deep. You, 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 can, you can bring bodies inside the box. And they did on that last play. They brought a tight end in motion and, you know, kind of kicked it out. A little slant. Beautiful play. And really good execution. Now, I will say that it looks like – that Tykes Crawford can help him. He's been hurt, and it looks like Devin Manuel is starting to get in game shape. He's been hurt. So those are the tackles that they kind of thought they would have, you know, starting the year. Well, it, and it comes down to getting the ball away from the line of scrimmage quickly, which is what Sam was talking about, that roll in the pocket. No question. And, and you don't make your you – know, you And, well, and you, you, uh, they and only have right. to hold the block for, for a second and a half versus three seconds or four and, seconds, and, and that makes everybody a better player. Yeah, and Zach, they if they have the combination of defensive players that they like on the field, they're going to run no huddle, and they're going to yeah, yeah, they're going to get it. They're yeah. going to trap you in personnel groupings that they like, mm-hmm. and like we said a couple of weeks ago, just run the same play. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if and if you've got, I mean, like you were talking about, you know, light boxes and all. I mean, if you get the personnel group where you you can outman them, you've got somebody on there that you know plays that so, tight end and stuff. You can you can do that, but that's what they weren't doing earlier. It was taken under Enos. It was taken so long to get these plays off that teams were able to sub in and out. Yeah, it was like, or, or get the signals from the sideline. Hey, this is what they're doing with that personal group. We got the defense for it. But it, it's if there's there's fewer ways you can blitz if you've got a light box. It's just easier for them to think through it. But I, I do think that those two guys, Crawford and, and Manuel, are more physical in. in Probably, you know, give them a chance to mash on people a little bit, and don't underestimate what having, you know, Rocket back. I mean, they they can run RPO, and that's tough. He he's not what he was last year. You can tell that, but he's still a guy that can break a tackle. I mean, he broke arm tackles. You know, they tried to trip him a couple of times. He got his feet over that. Um, a hundred and three yards. <laughs> they hadn't had anybody. Close to thirty for weeks, right? And and that's on the road in the SEC. Um, Four hundred eighty, I guess, total offense. I mean, what about twenty five is in is in the overtime? Mm-hmm. But that's still, still a that's good day. doubling. That's doubling what they what they were doing. And you know their defense, they can they can get some stops. And and they're they're, you know, they can lose somebody on defense, and their backup is not a you know he's not a zero. He can play. Yeah, what was your assessment uh, on the on the defense? It it kind of just from a my my gut says it didn't feel like 
their best game of the year. But, but no, they they, they kind of caught them early in the game or in the second quarter uh, with a couple of plays that you know they sent the you know they sent a guy from one side of the field to the other and had you know Hudson Clark locked up in man and Hudson didn't quite get there you know so that you know that that's that's a problem. Well, they changed that. You know they moved a corner into nickel. Yeah, I mean it's but. That you know they'd been short a corner, you know McLaughlin back, they were able to fix that. Um, you know I was it's really you say well yeah that's tough on Hudson Clark you know and he shouldn't be out there. Well then I watched LSU the same thing to Alabama. You know they put you know neighbors or you know what's the other guy? They had two great wide receivers. Put one of those guys in motion across the field, and he's in man locked up, and the guy you know the nickels chasing him just didn't quite get there. And they they did that a bunch. So it, it's you have to make adjustments, and, and of course, you know Alabama did, and so did so did Travis Williams. They changed how they were covering, you know the you know the motion back. If you don't have a nickel corner, that's the toughest position to play because you got to cover it's the whole field. The toughest. Yeah, if you're playing the boundary corner of the field corner, you can use the sideline as, as a defender. Well, you got to have three cornerbacks. That's what it to. amounts to. They really need and, four, and, but... and you really well, you need five or six because you're not going to make it through the year with. Mm. Those guys, you know, staying healthy. And McLaughlin's back. You know, Braxton has been out a little bit. He's back. Braxton make, makes you, – you go back and look at it, you know, the defense scored a touchdown. And that's that's the difference in the game. When You know, that's that makes a huge difference. And it also helps when the other team misses a crucial field goal. They haven't been doing that. Yeah. You haven't been getting that break. And nobody makes them all. You know, Arkansas – they lost a game against Texas A&M because Cam Little boinked one off the upright. You know, that's that's the difference in a game. So yeah. they finally got one of those back. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.